I got some background music. Amen. Oh. <laughs> Sounded good. <clears throat> hey, I'm happy. My team is moving on in the playoffs. Thank you, God. They won yesterday, barely. I would not be happy if they weren't. That was a crazy game there at the end. They didn't start playing until the fourth quarter. All right, last week I was praying, and I told you I was praying and seeking God for a word for this year for the church. And I knew that God gave me a word last week for it. And I wanted to share that word with you. It's called, the word is called perseverance. If you, got something to, if you got something, you can write it down. Write it down. Perseverance is what I thought the Lord gave me for the word for the church. It was perseverance. <clears throat> For 2020, what does the word perseverance mean? In the Bible, it usually means to patiently endure or overcoming of difficulties. It is facing pressure and trials that calls for steadfastness. And a steadfast commitment to doing right and maintaining a godly life. There's a lot there in that word perseverance, isn't there? There's a lot of meaning in that word. What does the word, I wrote down here a question for all of you, and you don't have to answer, but it's something you can think about. What does the word perseverance mean to you? What does the word perseverance mean to you? Perhaps you haven't had to endure a lot of life's ups and downs yet. With most of you, younger kids haven't really learned life's trials. Perseverance to you might not mean much. Or perhaps you feel as though life has put you through the ringer. so to speak, and you've had to face a lot of hardships and life's challenges. So the word perseverance to you might mean a lot more than to somebody else. It might take on a whole new different definition. You might not even have for perseverance you've gone through in your life. Whatever, whatever you've gone through, perseverance, the word, has different meanings for different people. For me, and for this church, it's not giving up. It's pressing in. It's holding on to the prophetic words that have been spoken of over this place. Amen? Over our lives. 
over my life, over my wife's life, over our family's life, over this land. Perseverance means a lot to me. The word perseverance encourages me to keep going and pressing on through the trials, through the hardships. It means enduring. Gives me the energy that keeps me going. For in our weakness, he is made strong. Amen? And in our trials and difficulties, persevering builds character. And I know the Lord spoke to me years ago about building my character. He wanted to build my character. If you got your Bibles, you can open up the Romans, chapter 5, verses 3 through 8. Romans chapter 5, verses 3 through 8. If you don't have it, it's on the board. It says, not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces Perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. You see, at just the right time, When we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous man. Though for a good man, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrated his own love for us. In this, while we were sinners, Christ died. Died for us. Think about that. Perseverance builds character, and character builds hope. And I can't tell you, but when I think of the scriptures, I think of Jesus. When I think of one who had persevered, I can't help but think of Jesus. Jesus is the ultimate display of perseverance, even unto death. Jesus was born a man. He lived a sinless life and taught us how to live by his example. He persevered through the agony of the cross. We've all here have seen The Passion of the Christ by Mel Gibson. 
Jesus persevered through all of that pain, all of that agony. Jesus persevered through even before that going into the garden of Gethsemane when he cried and sweat blood. He still persevered. He pressed on. He gave his life for ungodly men, for sinners like you and like me. And he offered he offered the most perfect example of endurance as he finished the race of life perfectly. 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 <laughs> Think about that. He endured it. He endurance. When you think of the word perseverance, you also think of endurance. As a runner, you have to build your endurance. Just like as a Christian, we have to build our endurance. We have to exercise our faith. We have to persevere. We have to be not just physically in shape, but we have to be mentally steadfast. Because the enemy comes tossing to and fro with every wave of doctrine that's out there right now, trying to deceive you and pull you away from God's calling in your life. But we have to press on and endure. And Jesus endured it to the death. He was the great one of the he is the greatest example of perseverance in the Bible. Jesus taught us and he showed us how to persist. To persist through adversity, through pain, through sorrow, through mountaintop experiences, through valley experiences. Through Jesus' example, we can finish this life we have lived worthy of praise. Not by our deeds or our actions of what we have done, but by the power of Christ that is in us for the glory of God to work through us. Amen? Perseverance builds character, and character hope. And all our hope is in Jesus. All our hope is in Jesus. Because if Jesus didn't persevere through the cross, if he didn't raise from the dead, what would we have hope in? But he did. And he did it perfectly according to God's plan. Without perseverance, there wouldn't be any hope. Without Jesus' obedience and perseverance, there wouldn't be any hope. 
There wouldn't be any hope for any one of us. But because of that, we can have hope in what Christ has done. And I'm going to tell you, a life without hope would be a life of death and despair. A life without hope would be pointless. There are many out there that think that way, unfortunately. Because they don't know the love of God. And they don't know our Savior Jesus. And they are in despair. And they do feel hopeless. God can change that all around. He can turn their sorrow into song. Their sadness into gladness. Amen? It's true. My hope is in Jesus Christ who raised from the dead. And that is the source of my perseverance. All my hope is in Jesus. Amen? Did you know that perseverance also produces maturity? Think about that. It produces, the Bible says it produces maturity and completeness. And I'm going to read it to you shortly. But perseverance produces maturity. If we didn't persevere through some of the hard times and trials in our lives and learn those lessons by going through them, how can we give advice to somebody else? It helps build you. Like in the Bible said, it builds your character. It matures you. It makes you stronger so when those trials come on, you will be able to persevere through those experiences. You will be able to make it through and see it through. So perseverance produces maturity. In James chapter 1, In James chapter 1, verses 2 through 18, I'm going to read it to you. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives you generously, who gives generously to all without finding fault. And it will be given to him. But when he asks, he must believe and not doubt. Because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown tossed by the wind. That man should not think he will receive anything from the Lord. 
He is a double-minded man, unstable in all he does. The brother in humble circumstances ought to take pride in his high position. But the one who is rich should take pride in his low position. Because he will pass away like a wildflower. For the sun rises with scorching heat and withers the plant. Its blossoms falls and its beauty is destroyed. In the same way the rich man will fade away even while he goes about his business. Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial. Because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. To the man who perseveres, God will give you a crown of life. A crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to that day. Amen? That's why we must persevere. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 through 39. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 through 39. This is the title. This is called A Call to Persevere. Therefore, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place, by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, open for us through the curtain, that is his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from the guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another all the more as you see the day approaching. I'm telling you, that day is approaching speedily. Speedily. And that day will come at a time when we least expect it. Actually, it says that day will come when everybody said all is well. Things are looking good. All is well. We're doing great. And then all of a sudden, bam, Jesus appears in the sky. And then all is not well for many. All is well for a lot, but for many all is not well. That's why Paul is telling the Hebrews, this is why you need to keep meeting together to encourage another, 
to persevere in good deeds, in love. That's why you don't want to stop meeting, because that day is approaching. And I'm telling you, the news doesn't look good out there. It's just like, the, just like Jesus said, there's wars and rumors of wars. And I'm going to tell you, right now, we're pretty close. We could be at the brink of World War III, you know, any minute now. We can turn on the news, and there it could be. We are in a deep conflict with Iran. And Iran's backed by Russia, and Russia's backed by China. It could explode into another huge war. But we shouldn't be afraid. We should press in to God all the more. Encourage one another to press in. It's a scary world that we live in, but we shouldn't be shocked by it because the Bible has told us all about it. Told us what's coming. The king is coming, is what's coming. Amen? It says here in verse 26, If we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there is no sacrifice for sin is left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. I don't want to be an enemy of God. Pretty scary. I don't think any one of you want to be an enemy of God. For you were not born to be thrown into a raging fire. That was that was there for the devil and his demons. It says, anyone who rejects the law of Moses died without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. How much more severely do you think a man deserves to be punished who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, who has treated as unholy thing the blood of the covenant that sanctified him, who has insulted the Spirit of grace? For we know him who said, it is mine to avenge, I will repay And again, the Lord will judge his people. It is a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Remember those earlier days after you had received the light, when you stood your ground in a great contest in the face of suffering. Sometimes you were publicly exposed to insult and persecution. At other times you stood side by side with those who were so treated. You sympathized with those in prison and joyfully accepted the confiscation of your property because you knew that you yourselves had a better and lasting possession. So do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere. So that when you have done the will of God, you will receive that what he has promised. For in just a little while, he who is coming will come, and he will not delay. 
but my righteous one will live by faith, and if he shrinks back, I will not be pleased with him. But we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who believe and are saved. Amen? That's who we are. We are those who believe, and because we believe and we have hope in Jesus, we press on to the goal. We persevere to the end. Even when all these calamities come upon us, we take joy in them, just like Paul said. You take joy in the confiscation of your land because you know that you have a greater and better land for you that God is holding for you in heaven. Heaven is much greater than the earth by far. And that's what our hope is in. Our hope is in heaven. Our hope is in Jesus Christ. And that is why we persevere. And that is why we press on. And that is why as a church, as a body, we have to persevere through trials and hardships. So that we can be built up in hope and character. And that we can be mature and complete. A lot of us here have had to persevere through some tough times in our lives. And we've learned to trust in God. That he'll see you through. And he's learned and you've learned to give encouragement to others who, have, who are going through similar situations. To encourage them. And that's what we must do. We must encourage one another. Build one another up. We must press in and not give up. Amen? Amen. So that's why I think the word perseverance is for our church in 2020. Not saying that God can give us more words or other words. But I think that's a word that we need to take into our heart and believe. That God is going to see through his work here in completion. till it's matured. And God's got a great work here and a great calling on this place. Or it would have never been built. God had a plan. Almost 35 years ago. For this land. And God's word is true. It'll come to pass. We just have to persevere and keep going and keep pressing in. Amen? Amen. Let's all stand for the blessing and I'll dismiss you. Thank you, Lord. Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace on all sides. And may the Lord the perseverance we need, Lord God, to complete the calling you have in our lives and in this place. 
Lord God, let us be in your will and not out of it, Lord. Help us, Lord God, to encourage one another, build one another up, Lord God. Help us to be a witness of your love and your joy and of your Son, Jesus Christ, who gave us the greatest example in the Bible of perseverance. And there's many others. Paul, Peter, all the disciples, Lord God, that persevered unto their death. Lord God, John banished on Patmos. Paul killed in Rome. Lord God, Peter killed, hung on a cross upside down because he wasn't worthy to be hung right side up like you were, Lord. He didn't count himself worthy, Lord. All of those that persevered through trials that were thrown into the Roman Colosseums and that were killed by lions and beasts of every manner of beasts and every manner of death possible. Lord God, help us to persevere through persecution. Help us to persevere through trials. Let us not take our eyes off of you because our goal is so great. And Lord, these trials and hard times, Lord God, that we go through are are nothing compared to eternity, Lord Jesus. Nothing. Help us never to take our eyes off eternity, I pray. And I thank you, Lord Jesus. I thank you for this day and for your people. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen.